Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. Stout's version of King Kong. Ah, uh, don't. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a brilliant one to talk about today. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> okay. Who, uh, right. who wants to go first? So. <laughs> I can't remember what was the the title of the. It's like you wrote a comic or something. So you made comics. They they made a they made a comic. Yeah, you 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 make comics. You make no. comics. Where's your mark? Yeah, people that aren't predominantly known for making comics. So, uh, who who I, wants to I start? I only have one that I have with me, and I had a list of potential ones, and it turns out I either don't have them, or. I don't have them. Ah. <laughs> well, I've got two, and uh, I can't find one of them. <laughs> wait, so, well, I I got a few then. So. All right. Yeah, surprisingly now, I actually have more than I thought. That's good. You want to share some? <laughs> well, you you, <laughs> you mention. Well, you, you go and mention yours first. <laughs> All right. Um, you sound disappointed when you say that. All right. Fuck, okay. Oh, no, the thing is, the thing, the disappointing thing is, is that I don't have some of them. The first well, one I mentioned was William Stout's King Kong. William Stout is, uh, unlike a lot of the guys we're going to mention who are mostly writers, William Stout's an artist. He was a, a, a paleontological artist. That's a guy who specializes in drawing dinosaurs, prehistoric animals. And he was commissioned a while back to do a King Kong. So he, he, did, he had modern dinosaurs versus King Kong. And I only have one picture of it. I might, I might have to... I'll, I'll rake about for it in a wee moment. But um, I, also, I also looked on the internet and there was uh, one of the Batman 66 stories... Uh, the one with the Green Hornet and Bruce Lee, that was meant to have been written by a guest writer, and I thought I had it, and I didn't. It's one of the, it's the first volume of Batman sixty six. Another near miss I have um, was I was hoping to have one of the Batman um, animated comics that was written and drawn by Bruce Tim, but that uh, Bruce Tim's the animator uh, behind Batman the animated series, but unfortunately I don't have that either, and. I, I thought I was going to have two of them to speak about today, and one of them was going to be Batman Returns, the film version, because a lot of these film comics that we have will be written by people who uh, are film writers or are not comic writers. But when I looked at the name, it's by the late Dennis O'Neill, and Dennis O'Neill was a comic writer, a specialist comic writer. I think who most. Really, I think really most. Mike, I think most film adaptions that are done in the comics are written by comic folk. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's he was basically primarily a comic writer, and for the film, he wasn't known for films. But luckily, 
luckily, ah, ah, Nando's got the one I'm thinking of. It's the one with Harley Quinn and the Joker. Bruce Tim wrote, and uh, I think he drew this one. Paul yeah, Dini. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Paul yeah. Dini's the writer and Bruce Tim is the artist. Yeah. I'd love. That's, it's meant to be a really good one, but I've never, never read it. It's really, it's really nice. It's really good. I've got some still pictures from uh, the, the Joker uh, celebration book and the Batman animated series celebration. But luckily, I do have one comic story that fits the description, and it's uh, Thor Annual. I don't know if all of you can see this. Is that is that the CM Punk one? It's the one, yeah, that's the one. Uh, CM Punk, for anyone that doesn't know, is a wrestler who's only, well, who's only like four or five four or five months younger than I am. Yeah, he was a wrestler. He's uh, he's not a wrestler currently. <laughs> no. Well, we wrote a story called Young Thor, and he's been writing stories for Marvel and Vertigo, um, or, or the company formerly known as Vertigo, for uh, for a while, and. Uh, Young Thor's actually really funny. So you've got Thor. He's in the pub. He's in the um, a mythological Norse pub in Asgard. He's drinking with his mates, the Brothers Three, and uh, Hercules, and Loki's there. And Loki's up to his mischief. And then Mephisto, the demon, decides to drop in on them. And he ends up having a fantastic drinking contest with Thor. And uh, there's a moment where the drunk, a drunken Thor, and this is Thor as a youngster, or a, a teenage th- version of Thor, and he gets completely pissed out of his face and tries to lift Melmir and ends up throwing up all over himself. So it's a, it's a comedy. It's not a, it's not a serious, serious comic, but it's definitely worth a read, and I enjoyed it. So that is my only, only... Um, actual comic I have to speak about for this podcast. I'll quickly hunt down that picture of King Kong. Oh, David's disappeared on my screen. Yeah, on mine too. Oh, right. Oh, he's maybe just pulled off the camera. That's fine. I'm still here. Aye. (laughs) Well, that, um... CM Punk was on... CM Punk was on my list. Uh, So I'll, uh, I'll pull him off. Uh, I won't actually pull him off. I'll just pull him off the list. Um, <laughs> um, but CM Punk's known for um, he did say uh, like eleven issues or something of Drax. Am I right in saying? He did a, a series, yeah, of Drax. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, I think he's done the vertical books. Was he's done appearances on something called? Strange sports stories, uh, which was loads of different writers and artists, and it's kind of like an anthology thing that was put out for Vertigo. Uh, and he's done an issue of an issue or two of um, Master of Kung Fu that looks as well. It's good. good, Mike. Yeah, can you guys that see that? Awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, really nice. I'm gonna see if I can find this online. Ah, it's really nice. Yeah. Good to do that. Uh, his name is William Stout. Oh, he's, right. Uh, yeah. He's a he's a scientific artist, but he loves his science fiction and his comics. What's that? What 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 one is that? Sorry, William Stout. What what's the title? Sorry. Uh, it's just simply King Kong. Oh, King Kong. And I'm, I'm trying to see when the date was. It's got the copyright for 1990. Cool. I'm doing um I'm doing the list a wee bit. Um, the other way around this time so instead of putting the titles and then who it is, I'm putting who it is and then the titles Sounds good mm-hmm. So CM Punk Why are you doing that? What was that? You're putting the author first instead of the title Yes, uh, because then I would just be writing CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk CM watch. Punk as opposed... <laughs> as opposed to just writing CM <laughs> Punk watch. <laughs> As opposed to just writing CM Punk Wrestler and then what they're known for after it, Thor, Master of Kung Fu, Drax, Strange Sports. Whereas if I wrote 
Thor, Master Kung Fu, Drax, Strange Sports. After each one, I'd be doing CM Punk and either apostrophes or CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Got you. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking of collating that list later on. But that's fine, I'll sort that out. You could probably leave <laughs> these ones off of it, to be fair. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, because they're their own... This is like a different way that we would do it. All right. I would think. Mm, maybe. No worries. Yeah, because I've not, I've not made specific issues or anything either. I've just done like the characters that they've been involved with. So... Right. I've not put that out to the the guys yet, actually, and you put a, a lot of hard work into that. So I kind of want to speak about that just quickly before we move forward. Um, that I put I put all our previous lists towards Dave of all the comics that we made, and Dave made up a document of what episode it appeared in, uh, the titles and the creators behind it, and it's like what a twenty eight page document or something like that, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got for, a, just about a thousand titles on it. Yeah, and it's all the ones that we've talked about before. None of them repeated. Um, all just put in there so that we can stay on top in all alphabetical order as well. Um, I need to send it out to you folks. Dave sent it to us a while back. It's just something I've dropped the ball on to send to you. I keep meaning to do it and keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, all put in one handy handy file all together and uh, Dave just updates it every time a new thing goes out which he doesn't need to do it's, but out of the uh, out of the kindness he did it I actually need to send you another I've updated it since I sent it to you Tom because we've done a couple of episodes so I added that to it alright okay <laughs> I write after each title the episodes it, it was on as well Thank you very much for clapping. Well done, guys. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So good. I'll, I'll do that and send it again. It's funny because I thought I'd done the lists um, like loads before we had started the episodes, but Dave, it was only like what? There was only like two or three of them that were actually yeah, that was it. before yeah. that. Yeah. So. You've maybe still got them in notebooks somewhere. I probably, yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually, because I would have written them down. Um, I've probably not. I've probably not typed them out, but I've probably got them written down somewhere. Okay, doke. Okay. I'm happy to report that I went away and I've found the comic I couldn't find. So oh, I've nice. got two comics now. Yes. Go on, Dave. Yippee. Let's see if I can get this camera on. I think you are you done, Mike? Bill Stout. Uh, yeah, I'm done. The, the only other thing I had to say is that I, I've just found out that for the Jurassic Park film adaptation, which the novel was written by Michael Crichton, mm-hmm. but as as Tom said, um, comic comic writers get put into the uh, the comic versions, and it turns out to be Walt Simonson wrote the Jurassic Park film comic ah. adaptation. I don't remember that. Now in the in the magazine. Remember, Gil Kane drew it. Mm. So it I looks think... nice. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's always good. It is. Oh, well, I think the entire first issue goes by and there's like nary a dinosaur in it. Yeah. I've got the first issue and, and you know, nothing. That's right. Bill Kane and George Perez who inked it. Wow. I mean, what a star-studded lot. And that was Topps Comics. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's three star names to do a Jurassic Park. I mean, admittedly, a huge film. Yeah. But when it came here, it was Dark Horse. But we we talked about Dark Horse last week. So <laughs> who was the who was the writer again? Sorry, it was Gil. Uh, Walt Simonson. Walt Si. Oh, it's Walt Simonson. Yeah. Walt Simonson writing. I know that's yeah. amazing. That's incredible. That is. I'm, I'm gonna have to. Do you know? What? I'm gonna have to find that because that's uh, that's a that's a that's a wealth of talent right there. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing some George Perez uh, uh, dinosaurs. That'd be awesome. <laughs> right, who wants to go next? Hey. Okay, I'll go. Just a quick update. I've got a dog with a hood on. A frozen photo of Mike looking at his comic <laughs> and FP. 
I I I I probably would come back up again. I've I've pulled myself off. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's why I'm I turned really the, that. That's why I turned the camera off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Dave, can you see me now? No. No, you're still the dog. Oh well, that's fine. Tom, do your zip up. I'll carry on. All right, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got two that I'm that I'm going to talk about. First one is following on from my three PO conversation. <laughs> Yay! Yes, I have this comic here, Star Wars: The Protocol Offensive, which is a droids comic from the mid nineties, and as it says on the front. Co-written by C-3PO himself, Anthony Daniels. <laughs> so it's Ryder Windham writing this and Igor Cordy. And it's one of these fully painted jobs. Um, it's quite nice, quite nicely done. Um, and so, of course, yeah, I do this because, uh, not that I need to explain it, he's an actor. We usually know him for acting, for being C-3PO, and here he is writing. Um, C he writes C-3PO's dialogue in this comic. So I can only think that they sort of knocked up this comic, then sent the script to him and says, right, you write all the 3PO bits. Many years ago now, Anthony Daniels was at a con... And I went and got him to sign this. Oh. And uh, I said to him, you know, how was it writing a comic? And he said, uh, they came to him and said, uh, do you want to write 3PO's dialogue in a comic? And he thought, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? You know, that'll be a laugh. And of course, uh, he, he did. All, he wrote all the dialogue and then he got an email and it was like, with, you know, 100 pages of notes. <laughs> 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 about what he could and couldn't do. And he kind of thought, what the hell? He just thought he was agreeing to just write some comic. You know, how hard could it be? Uh, so he says, yeah, it was interesting, but I'm never doing it again. <laughs> he said, you know, it was exhausting. In fact, it was like mid-90s. I think he said he got faxed, like, pages and pages and pages <laughs> of stuff. Uh, 1997. I could just imagine this this poor man sitting at home being like, yeah, fuck, come on. Yeah, why not? Why not? Sure. Guest appearance, amazing. Then getting yeah. all the notes back and being like, oh, fuck that noise. Just writes the comic. What the hell? He might have thought it was like the Beano and he was only going to be in it for 10 panels. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I should. Um, so there you go. There's the typical sort of hard work there. See, all painted and it's quite uh. nice. Nice. It's like it's like, it's like remember I did the droids cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And then they did comics based on that. And then in the nineties, Dark Horse started up the Star Wars comics, and then they started up droids comics as well. So you know, kind of, it's a good marketing thing. A droids comic written by Anthony Daniels. You know, it makes sense. I ran out and bought it. Nice. There's a uh, there's three PO on a speeder bike. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What was he saying there? Oh my, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> that's what it sounds like him. So that's my first one there. Very good. You know, I wanted him to sign it uh, with a gold pen. And he said, oh yeah, I know, everybody asks, but it doesn't, the gold pens don't work on the, it's quite a glossy sort of cover. Uh. And so I went, oh, not in the gold ink. Because I mean, that's what you want, right? And he went, nah, sorry. So it's just a sort of blue ink. Anthony Daniels, 3PO, C-3PO. Oh. So that one's a bit of a laugh. The second one I've got, I don't know if you know this one, it's our man, the comedian, the legend, Le Lenny Henry. Ah. <laughs> and Lenny Henry was was always a comics fan. Back in the 80s, he would mention it if he got a chance. The Quest for the Big Woof. <laughs> this is really good. There he is, he's thinking about his life and about being a superhero and what have you. And this is written by Lenny Henry, all drawn by Steve Parkhouse. So it looks brilliant. Great art. And it's all about his his life. It's, it's his ideas of growing up. It's like his life story and the quest for the big woof. It's about him wanting to be a comedian, what humour means to him. <laughs> 
so it's really good. I mean, he's got like he's got there. He, he's influenced by Steve Martin and all that, <laughs> and uh, it just goes through. Just goes through his career. It's different stand-ups. It's a really, it's really nice. I, I remember, um, I remember when it came out. It, it kind of got lumped. See, we're talking about 1991 here, so this is in the aftermath of the of the few years after comics aren't just for kids now. Mm. And this is published by Penguin, so this is like a big major publisher saying, "Oh, we'll do comics." So they've tried a few things, and now they're like three or four years down the line, and they're like, "Get famous people to do it." <laughs> you know, get Lenny Henry to do it. Just so happens Lenny Henry knows about comics, so he's written a pretty good one here. Nice. Um, but they did that a few years later again. Like Mark Miller did that. He he got in Jonathan Ross. Uh, but you know, his was pretty terrible. You know, but that's just my <laughs> opinion. But you know, it was really overwritten. I remember looking at it, and it was full of paragraphs, full of text and speech in the speech bubbles. Uh, and his idea was someone like vampires and aliens and detectives. That is one of those kind of things, you know. They just tire me out before I even start reading them. Um, anyway, I went into a rant against Jonathan there. Sorry, John. Jonathan did his best, but it just didn't work for me. Whereas if I'm Lenny's was more of a heartfelt... It was, it was from his life, you know. It had his thoughts in it, his ideas, his humour. It was just a better read for me than... Jonathan went more the sort of fantasy uh, sci-fi route, which yeah. is cool, but I didn't, I didn't go for that as much. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have spoiled it, but I really love the last page of this. Will I, will I show you it? Oh, if you're not happy, you can cut it out, right? But he's, uh, <laughs> he's going, he meets the, at the end, he's sort of made it and people, people sort of know him now and all that, you know, but, Literally, this is the last two pages, guys, so I'm spoiling it for you big time. But the guy comes up, hey, sign this for me, Len, great. No, no problem. And he says, hey, this is his fan. He goes, hey, what's a black geezer doing with a motor like this then? <laughs> and Lenny, and then you just get Lenny thinking, you know, I have to choose my words carefully. This is where my training came into play. I flipped through my mental filing cabinet of put-downs, pithy rejoinders and devastating one-liners. And then suddenly... Fuck off! <laughs> 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 that's the end. He gets, in the, he, gets in the, he gets in the helicopter and takes off. <laughs> so that, that's worth a read, man. That's a, that's a classic. But I have actually seen this uh, discussed and um, kind of discarded. Uh, oh. You know, it's like a famous comedian gets to write a gets to write a comic. You know, it's kind of they're just commissioning anybody to do it. You know, which you know I can see their point, but it just so happens that this is a good one. <laughs> they kind of locked out and got somebody that could do a good one by mistake. Yeah. You know, he got the gig because he's Lenny Henry, and we all know Lenny Henry. Just turns out he was able to do a good one as well. Um, so that would be my two, Anthony Daniels and Lenny Henry. Nice. Two examples. That's good. Uh, I think Lenny Henry has maybe done another one all these years later. Oh, look, I uh, forgot about that. Especially for you, Mike. There's uh, there's dinosaurs in here. Woohoo! What was that bit again? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was the night of the living boneheads. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they were dumb. They're all like, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> oh, and then look at that. I mean, that's, that's, that's Steve Parkhouse, you know. So even if you hate the writing, the art is just... Steve Parkhouse is great. That's a nice picture. Yeah. I just looked up a, a wee thing saying, you know, Lenny Henry comics, just have a wee, a wee look there. And he's he's got a recording on BBC Radio 4 with the An Anansi Boys or something like that, where he's speaking about graphic novels and comics and he's saying, like, what ones are his favourite and what ones people should be reading and stuff like that. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
He was always into comics all that, the way along. Never I remember him talking about it. Yeah. So good. Yeah, good man. That's brilliant. I, I love Lionel Henry. I always have. A lot of people sort of poo-poo him, but I think he's great. Remember Delbert Wilkins when that was on? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was excellent. He had a stand-up show before that. He did the uh, the African tourist laugh. <laughs> it's funny how much of that stuff has just gone into into my head and stayed there. I always remember his theme tune. It was like Lenny, 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 Lenny Henry show, and that's just stuck in there for decades, man. <laughs> and he always ate condensed. Do you remember he was on uh, Tiswas and he was always eating condensed milk sandwiches? What was that? Was that the one with Chris Tarrant? Yeah, he used to be on that. Aye. Eating his condensed milk sandwiches. <laughs> well, I, I go I go a wee bit off a list and I go... I go actually quite a lot of comics I thought I didn't have. Well, do, 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 you mind, do you mind if I just sort of rattle through some names then and then yeah, you can go, go through ahead, yours, go right? Um, yeah. Ones that I knew about personally... Um, I've I've since stumbled across like uh, quite a few more, but ones that I knew personally, um, it was mainly sort of band people, people like bands that I'd listened to and like singers and stuff. They've all they've all went on to write comics for sort of Marvel or whatever, or done series. Uh, one in particular that I've still not read any of his stuff, but he's he's been on a lot of he's been on a lot of titles now and is more of an active writer now. He's in a band called Say Anything, and it's Max Bemis. Um, or Bemis, I'm not sure how you say it, but he, um, one of the the big things that he did was the licensed comic for Dynamite for the game Centipede, and it had covers by Francesco Francavilla as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's he's one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite singers, but and it's a pop punk sort of stuff that he does but he, he's went on to write loads of these different titles for Dynamite and Boom and Marvel and uh, I think if I remember rightly he's done a couple of issues of Crossed uh, he's done something for Avengers and X-Men um, he wrote Moon Knight for a wee while as well um, so yeah he's done, he's done a couple of things but he's got his own series and stuff as well he's got a, a series called Evil Empire something called Fool Killer, I think, and something called Lucy Dreaming, as well. But he also did a he did a, a an individual series for um, Marvel. I don't know if you guys would know it called X Men Worst X Man Ever. Um, okay. Very sort of cartoony in it. And look, I think it's I think, I think it looks great. Um, but once again, self admittedly, not read any of his stuff. Um, but I love him as a singer, you know what I mean? And going with the same sort of thing, Gerard Way, obviously. Um, singer Michael Romance, predominantly, but um, obviously Killjoys, Umbrella Academy, etc. Um, Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria with the Armoury Wars that are on uh, Image. Um, he also did, uh, I think he's got a a title called like Kill Audio or something like that. They're right into killing all these guys. Um But uh there were some other ones. Uh Nick Cage did some comics. Oh, he did a series called like Voodoo Child or something like that. Um Sam Jackson, he did a he did a series for Boom called Cold Space. I don't know what that's all about, but it's got it's got Sam Jackson in it. Um, like quite clearly, you know the ego. The ego is quite big on that. Um, Anthony Bourdain just before he died did a series. Um, obviously the famous chef Anthony Bourdain did a series across at Burger Books. Um, I think it's oh, something like something ghosts, some chef ghosts, or uh, I don't know something like that. But um, Thomas Jane, who was the Punisher. Uh, did a comic series as well. Uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine, has a series out there. Um, on a completely other scale altogether, 
Uh, Shia LaBeouf, I found out today, has a graphic novel series that he writes and draws. Does he just trace it off a of Daniel Close? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, no, 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 he does not. Um, but uh, no, I quite. I'm a. I'm a. I know he had that thing with Dan Close where he just totally ripped off a Dan Close thing, and it was you know that's unforgivable and everything. But I, uh, I actually really like him, Shea as a as an artist um and you know he just he just kind of keeps going from project to project and mm-hmm. but he's he you know he tabled and everything as well apparently this was tony that put me on to this today uh-huh yeah uh, uh-huh. but he apparently like tabled these comics and everything as well uh, it was Stan- a indiana jones fan comic wasn't it indiana jones versus the transformers i think he did it was like <laughs> a mini comic <laughs> he did do you, do you remember he did that thing he went and he, he stayed at a cinema for like a yeah. week or something. Filmed and w- himself watching all these own films. All these own films, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I loved that. The people were like, that's so stupid. I'm like, that's brilliant. Well, like, it's stupid, but that's art, is it? Yeah, exactly. And he went up and down in the uh, uh, elevator as well, didn't he? Yeah. He stayed in an elevator all day and just filmed it all. He's, al- he's also done that thing uh, where he, did, you know, that just do it thing. Oh, yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where he's kind of ribbing off Nike there as well, I guess. Uh, Bill Hader and Seth Meyers, talk show host Seth Meyers and Bill Hader, the actor, uh, they did some Spider-Man comics, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're but they're massive comic book fans, like huge comic book fans. They've, they've got loads of pictures of them sitting around the sets of SNL back in the day, like sitting reading the, sort of the latest issues and whatnot you know they, they've actually just popped out on their lunch and went down comic shop and came back and sat reading them on their break and loads of people have got loads of photos of them sitting about with the, the wednesday releases and stuff it's really cool uh last sort of ones rashida jones Patton oswald kevin smith of course uh brian posein all actors of some fruition stuff to do with films and the last one Ian Rankin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is my list of folks. There is, there was other people that I saw, but I didn't really know who they were. I thought, oh, um, Olivia mentioned one actually. Somebody called Haley Kyoko. I looked her up, and she's in like loads of films, and she's a singer and stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that's somebody of a sort of younger generation. She's apparently done a couple of couple of comics one one just kind of based on a music video of hers but she actually opted to do the comic th- the comic for it she wasn't approached apparently she actually did it herself that's good so, mm. yeah 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 that was quite that was quite interesting to see somebody a, a bit younger getting get involved because mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of that list is you know old white dudes and, old duffers yeah old yeah. duffers uh or you know guys that came up and sort of punk music and stuff so they would kind of gravitate towards that anyway uh you just I, reminded me about how i mentioned alice cooper to begin with why oh, i was surprised at how many comics he's appeared in but it kind of brings on another question is to, you know the guys from kiss mm-hmm. there's been comics made of like the gene simmons and all that yep then you, then you know if uh if they actually wrote some of that or were they just used by uh, the name used for them to go in the story. Uh, to find out. I don't think they're. All I don't. Yet. I think. I think. Uh, I think Neil Gaiman had something to do with the nineties Alice Cooper comic. Uh-huh. Now I'm not sure of that. I'd have to look that up. I'm working on shady memory here, and only sort of being interested anyway in the idea of a Neil <laughs> Gaiman comic that starred Alice Cooper. <laughs> and then. Um, Alice Cooper was in... No, no, he wasn't. I was going to say Howard the Duck, but that was Kiss. Kiss were in Howard the Duck, but they didn't write that. That was Steve Gerber. Yeah. Alice Cooper was in a Marvel team-up or Marvel Uh, premiere or something. Alice Cooper was in something like that. Yeah. But Alice Cooper did not write it. No, I don't think he did. I can't remember who was it, but... Yeah. Some Marvel regular Marvel dude at the time. Yeah. I remembered when you were talking there about the... Remember the guy that did the 
supersize me film. Oh yeah, about oh, McDonald's. I, uh, Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock. He did a he did another comic that was all about fast food stories and things like that. Yeah. You were in the library in Angola. That's right. And uh, and that was another one that I thought of there. Okay, Nando. Okay. okay. So I go through the list first. Um, because I wasn't in a questioning here. Okay, so are we just looking at people... But we don't count people like Kevin Smith, for example. No, I carry them. You count. You count Kevin. Yeah, I mean, because Ke- obviously, Ke- Kevin Ke- he, I, I know he's a big comic book fan, and he has actually actively been brought on to do the books and stuff. But he never started as that. He's a filmmaker. No, exactly. Started as a filmmaker. So obviously, Kevin Smith, I had in the list, and I got some comics. I, I got um, the Green Arrow once. Uh, he did. Yeah, which is a it's a lovely collection. Phil, uh, it's drawn by Phil Hester and Andy Parks, and that's the the comeback of of Green Arrow. Um, but that he did quite a lot of on that one. It's a lot of comics. I think it's about what fifteen issues at least. Yeah, so that's fifteen issues of Green Arrow. Um, he also did uh, Spider-Man and Black Cat series mm-hmm. The Evil That Men Do <clears throat> and is drawn by uh, uh, Terry Dodson um, quite nice actually this one as well nice hmm <clears throat> Yeah. So that's Black Cat and Spider-Man. So, so yeah, Kevin Smith. Then I was thinking about... But again, he's done lots and lots of comics. And he's J.M. Straczynski. Now, J.M. Straczynski, he actually started as a, a TV screenwriter. Um, for science fiction series like, for example, Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started to do comics. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he did the Spider Man with John Romita Jr. Uh, he did quite a lot of them actually. It's just some collections there. He did uh, Supreme Power as well with Gary Frank. Um, which is, is taken on the, the Squadron Supreme kind of take on it for the Max comics for Marvel. So that, that's quite good. And he also did a, a really good run in Thor, which I don't have it here, it's upstairs in the box, but he also did that, Thor, for Marvel. Uh, I can't remember the act. I want to say Oliver Cotiel, but I can't remember the artist. Uh, well, you mentioned Bill Hader and Seth Meyers, and he did this Spider-Man comic, and it's drawn by Kevin McGuire. Um, and it's actually good fun. It's a yeah, it's an Spider-Man adventure, but it's not really a Spider-Man. It's mm. someone who gets a Spider-Man fancy dress, really. <laughs> and, and there's a confusion, and there's you know all kind of things going on, and so yeah, it's a it's it's quite good fun. It's quite good fun actually, and it's giving Maguire, so it's just uh, it's a quite funny sort of Justice League style comic, certainly, and it's enjoyable that one. Um, with the comedians. Uh, there's another one. It's Brian Pawson, and he did yeah. that. Um, and it's actually really good. This one, uh, this series. Uh, that's the first stuff I read by him. I didn't know he was a, a comedian. Uh, I find out 
much, much later. But it's really enjoyable comic. Um, and the art is by the credits here somewhere. At the end. Oh, there you are. So, yeah, um, Tony Moore is doing the art. And uh, it's really good fun. Uh, essentially, the old presidents in the United States are back in the form of ghosts. <laughs> they and they're causing chaos in the whole uh, of the of the country. And Deadpool uh, has been assigned to stop them and stop all the chaos and all the madness that is happening. And it's just absolute total nonsense. But it's really good fun. It's, it's, it's really good fun. Uh, that's what I have to say on that one. Covers by none other than Geoff Darrow doing the yeah. cover. So you get Brian Post on the right, Geoff Darrow doing the covers, which are amazing, like this one in a kind of massive uh, sort of... I was I'm trying to avoid the, the shadow here. Uh, in a massive Godzilla sort of monster. <laughs> That image was uh, on a T-shirt in Primark um, yes. years back. Yeah, in posters and T-shirts, mm-hmm. and uh, that's another Jeff Darrow with different animals. You'll you'll appreciate that, Mike. Oh yeah. We one of the dead presidents. I I don't know how I pronounce his name. That'll be Roosevelt, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. That's a typical hyper violent Jeff Darrow cover. <laughs> So that Nixon he's knocking out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, there you are. It says there. It's uh, tricky dick. <laughs> and it's absolutely, honestly, it's mental. That's another one. I mean, just the covers, even. It's just, uh, here we are. Punching the lights out of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, only Jeff Darrow can do such a, you know, make something super entertaining or hyper violence. So, yeah, there's a, a small jetpack of sorts. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really good series. Um, so, yeah, Brian Posen, uh, Deadpool. Really cool, that one, actually. Um, we mentioned the Mad Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Paul Dini and and Bruce Tim. So yeah, Bruce Tim who was the there's other stories here as well. But yeah, that's really good. But surely wrong we might mention that. Um, that's a Spanish version I have. But yeah, it's the art is just amazing. It's beautiful. It's Harley <laughs> Quinn. It's it's really good. It's really really good. Mad love. Definitely one of those comics, and you must read if you're a Harley Quinn Joker fan. It's fantastic. It's just the expressions, even, and uh, I really like these panels here as well. I meant to say, um, I meant to say, completely forgot. um, Brian Poseen as well is the guy behind the Last Christmas from Image. The one where it's like uh, Santa versus the zombies. Oh, right, okay. So it's that game as well. Yeah. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, completely forgot about that, yeah. Right, who else I have? I have Reginald Hudlin. So, movie director, maker, and he also wrote Black Panther. And this one is uh, with. John Romita Jr. Oof. and it's actually a really, really good um, kind of comeback to the origin. Um, and in a way, uh, the movie and the new Black Panther was inspired by this. Oh, really? In a way, yeah, because this is more um, a look, because this is a more recent comic. And it goes back to the spirit of the what Jack Kirby did and and as Stanley did in Fantastic Four. Um, and so they come back to that, um, and, it, and it works, you know, with this nation that no one knows exactly where it is, and it's very secretive, and they think they're all just tribesmen, but actually they are have access to 
uh, a really high technology uh, thanks to the, you know, well, the vibranium that mm-hmm. they have. There. There's a, 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 and they go into a, a, pain, a point where Captain America, um, kind of pre-Second World War, is there and, and they have a fight. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. And then he goes back, obviously, into the present as well. And Claw appears and other people appear. So, yeah, it's a it's a good one, actually. Yeah. Black Panther, Reginald Hudlin, Romita Jr. I've seen the um, I've seen the Romita Jr. Um, jumping against Captain America before and that low, low sort of stance that he's got running towards him as well. I've seen that before. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one. I have a few more. I go, again, in Black Panther, Tana Heshi Coates. Uh, this is one of the most recent series that was... This is illustrated. Uh, the first issue is illustrated by Brian Stillfries, and then Chris Sprouse follows him. Um, so that's a new take on the on the Black Panther. Tana Hesikos is a is a writer. Uh, it's an author, um, but comics is not what he did previously. And he's oh. done he's done a few. Yeah, he's done a few Black Panthers, and he's done also Captain America, most recently. I mean, I have it. I've read it. It's really nice art. The story itself, no, it's not for, for me. All right, okay. say. I've got that. Downstairs. It didn't quite. I don't know. Why it reached the point? I thought you know, it's it's trying really big ideas, but. I feel in a way it's not able to development or, or, or put them in the comic in the way that should be more entertaining. Because she's talking about things like democracy and uh, equality. But there are things that are not quite connect for me. I don't know. There's something that is not quite working on the comic. Um, but it's a new medium for him. That was, that was his first as far as I'm aware, his first comic, he did it. Um, and as, he's, as, he's, as the series goes along, then he gets more into the flow of the of the comic and the idea of the superhero and to make it more entertaining from that point of view, uh, without forgetting what he wants to achieve. Yeah. Um, but the start is a little bit slow for me. So yeah, Tana Hesi Coates. And I got... Another author. This one is science fiction. Larry Niven. And years ago, uh, with John Byrne, they did a Green Lantern comic. Gunfet's story. I got that in Spain when it came out, like, in the 90s. Um, Mostly because it's John Byrne, because I'm a fan of John Byrne. So, (laughs) and... So it goes back to the the Guardians and and a bit of the origin of the DC Universe and um, the Green Lanterns uh, and they're playing with it's playing with all that. It's, it's quite entertaining actually, very entertaining actually that one. If you like Green Lantern, uh, I got two more. Moon Knight by Charlie Houston. Was a novelist, crime writer, uh, and he did Moon Knight a few years ago with uh, with Finch, Dave Finch, uh-huh. and, uh, and I thought it worked really well actually, um, but perhaps because Charlie Houston sort of a style of novel or, or themes that he works with, then it would work in the with the Moon Knight as well. You kind of a street hero in a way um, but he also goes into the psychology, the split personalities um, and the characters that support Moon Knight as well, so there's a lot of that in there, and the artist by Finch is, is really good, very detailed mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so yeah, I thought that, that worked for me, that was that was, that, that was good 
Okay. And finally, I have Identity Crisis by Brad Meltzer. Again, he was a, well, he's an author as well. Um, he's done also now TV documentaries. He's done, he was, this was a, a big thing. It was a, a big graphic novel at that time. Um, and it's quite, it's actually quite point, point and, 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 and it, it touches a level of sensibility. It's a, there's a bit of a, the story itself, with, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't read it, but there's a bit of a whodunit, a whodunit, sort of, you know, there's been some uh, murders uh, of people close by the members of the Justice League, and essentially they're going on a hunt to find out who is this murder that is targeting, you know, family members and the close ones to uh, the Justice League. And um, elongated man, uh, elongated man, um, wife, uh, she dies. Sue Debney. Yeah, and that's kind of there is a thread going on there. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, really well illustrated by Rag Morales and really um, uh, painful. This. Particular scene, see if I can get it. Because this is at the beginning of the comic. See. Uh, and it's, it's, it's poignant because if you read the the comics of the Justice League with Supinia and. Um, oh, that one, that one. The one. So that's. Uh, here we have elongated. That's in the first issue. Yeah. An elongated man is just crying his soul out, holding the body of Sudini, who she's been burned. It's in the rain. It's all this essentially discombobulated physically, and sick. I mean everything you know, as you would. So really painful. So Rack Morales actually does a really good job as well, and um, putting that sort of emotion in the in the comics and in a different way. We always mention Kevin Maguire being a very, very good in the facial expressions, but we normally see Kevin Maguire, it's always, it's always a joke, so it's a comedy. And this one is, is very somber, it's, it's sad, there is lots of things going on. And yeah, Morales is doing a, I think he's doing a really good job there. Um, and Brass Metzler is, is really, really good. It's not over it's not overwritten, which is normally what happens when you get a writer that goes into comics and just puts too much. Uh, it's very well balanced. It's it's one of the modern Justice League comics. It's one of my favorite ones, if not the favorite one. Although it's a sad story, but it's it's really good. And the identity crisis can be a little bit deceiving. Because a lot of people, oh, there'll be another crisis from DC, etc. Well, this is kind of self-contained in the Justice League. And it's not a big, massive super event. Uh, there is another meaning to the title. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really, really good one. And I had a few names um, to add to the list. Because um, I also had uh, Dwayne Tiersinski. Which is another crime uh, author, or well, certainly he started as a crime author. Who's that? Sorry, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne what? Sersinski. Sersinski. Yeah, he did the Immortal Iron Fist amongst okay. Cable as well for Marvel. He's done quite a lot of things. Recently, but he started actually as a, as a crime writer novelist. Uh, you mentioned Ian Rankin, yep, um, which he did that. Uh, I think was uh, was Vertigo, the graphic novel he did. Uh, dark. Oh, that horse. 
So, uh, no, I'm trying to think of the titles. Um, Dark Entries. It was, Dark yeah. Entries, that's it, yeah, yeah. Or I, think it was, I think it was Vertigo, yeah. Denise Mina. Yeah, Vertigo, yeah. Denise Mina did also one. She wrote one. Who's that, sorry? Denise Mina. Oh, right. She, Mina, or I don't know how you pronounce it, M-I-N-A. She also did a, a graphic novel on the same um, publisher as Ian Rankin. Oh. And she's a crime novelist as well. Um, Harlan Ellison, another science fiction writer, um, he did Seven Against Kills, a graphic novel drawn by... Uh, what's his name? Paul Chadwick. Uh, that's another one. And I also have Karim Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. <laughs> Ex-basketball player, actor. Yeah. He, he did a few films with Bruce Lee. He appeared in Airplane. He's, he's also been an author. He's, he's done also documentaries and other things, but... He's done a few bits and bobs in comics as well. There's a short story in, um, in the Marvel 1000 recently, and previous to that, he did a, a pretty sure he did a twist on a Sherlock Holmes, a Sherlock Holmes sort of a story, uh, or one of the characters. I can't remember exactly. It was for an independent one. Right. Uh, he's done comics as well. Yeah. I didn't know he'd done comics. No. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah, a good. There was a good it's TV. A multi-faceted person personality. I yeah. watch uh, a documentary about him, and I've read a few books about him. I mean, I knew him as a as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. He is to me is is in the top three of the best basketball players ever, and is you know. He has won the NBA a few times. He was an NBA All-Star. Really, really famous. One of the top scorers. History, historic scorers in the league. Um, but yeah, I also remember him from the Bruce Lee films. I also remember him from Airplane too. You know, so... But he's done many things. Um, uh, and he's always tried different things. You know, painting, reading... Um, cinema. It's always try different. He's not afraid to try all mediums that he he, he was not the best because in a way he wants to prove that he's a person. He has always been very introvert. And he wants to escape. When he was a basketball player, he was such a famous person, and he, they only knew him as the best the basketball player. But he wanted to leave that behind. Quietly, and I say, well, you know, I am Karim Abdul-Jabbar, but I am more than a basketball player. I, I want to find my identity and explain that to the people. So, like, in a way, he kind of pushes him to try other medium. And oh, and finally, I also have John Cleese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did a Superman graphic novel with John Byrne, I believe. That was. A while ago, though. So that's another one. Yeah, something. Uh, did he not do that? Um, the one where. Uh, oh, I've seen the picture for it, where Superman's actually like in a, a very British outfit with a Union Jack on his chest and like a, a shield emblem with an S in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, but yeah, I know he's, he did that. Uh, so I had it in the list. So yeah. Um, and yeah, we mentioned Neil Gaiman, but I'm not sure Neil Gaiman is starting comics or started in novels. Uh, he's made his first comics, wasn't he? He went on to novels after, I think. Ah, okay. I want to, I want to, I want to say so anyway. That makes I think I think that's what it is. He, he I then... wasn't sure. I only put it in the list kind of with a question mark because I wasn't sure if he actually did comics first. Or he started doing novels first. I wasn't quite sure there. 
e- uh, either way, you should stop doing novels. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I liked American Gods. Oh. I really, I really enjoy that I the just, novel. I, just, I don't know it's an old one, but I read it a couple of years ago, and I I enjoyed that very much. I tried. I, I honestly tried. I tried so hard with his stuff, but fuck me, it's just <laughs> it's just impenetrable. I look at it and go, "What is this nonsense?" Like, oh, that one, that was the one that everybody seems to love. That uh, something at the end of the lane, or something, the lake at the end of the lane, or something like that. I don't know. Um, utter rubbish, utter utter rubbish. Just total nonsense. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. I was sitting going, "There's, you know, the, he's meant to be writing a story here. There's meant to be some sort of narrative. I can't figure out who anybody is." What's happened on any of these pages? Where they are? What they're doing? Nothing. This is just words. This is words thrown at a page in hopes that it makes a story. Like fuck me. Uh, oh, the o- the ocean at the end of the lane. I think it's called. What a load so of bollocks. Do you know? I remembered uh, another sci-fi author's Michael Moorcock. Oh okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He he uh, he he often talks about how important it's been writing comics and what he's learned from doing that, having that discipline. And um, he he wrote a few Tom Strongs and things when Alan Moore had moved on from it. Oh, nice. And then I was thinking of Grayson Perry, the artist. He does comics and cartoons and things as well. Does he? Yeah, if you, if you get some... He's done a few books, and if you look it through... In them, there's quite a bit of comics he's done in them. Do you know what? There's, it's, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's more than I thought. Neil Gaiman's uh, he's back in Scotland. Oh god. He's living. He's living in Scotland now. He he came back over during the the the, the, the lockdown. Should we say? Yeah, he see came that over. <laughs> yeah. The idiot. Uh, Is he living in Grant Morrison's attic? (laughs) (laughs) In a way, yes. Yeah. They both live on the same astral plane, Mike. (sighs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Have you been been reading The Invisibles? (laughs) Do you know what? I I just... (laughs) I don't even I don't even have the words. I'm so. I just want you up. Oh, so angry. Um, I can I could I could I could listen to, I could probably listen to Alan Moore chat about you know magic and all these, uh, sort of wild ideas and 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 meanings of what he thinks existence is and all this kind of stuff. I could listen to him for hours, but. The minute Morrison or Gaiman or any of them open their mouth, it's like, oh my god! Like, just shut up, just shut up. That reminds me of the Jasper Carrot joke. He said that Nigel Mansell was the most exciting human on the planet until he opens his mouth. I think somebody said the same about David Beckham at one point, didn't they? <laughs> said that you know he's got this he's got this look about him like he he's got this sort of dark and smouldering, brooding look, and then he opens <laughs> his mouth and sounds like a four year old. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say if it wasn't for his looks, they'd probably ask him if he if uh, either of his parents are in the house so they can sell them. Something. <laughs> Little boy, <laughs> open the door. Okay. <laughs> um. He's got better as the years went on, though. He got he got he got slightly more intelligent the more he stepped away from football. <laughs> <laughs> There's not been a Beckham comic, has there? Probably. I wouldn't be a surprise to be honest. I know there's a football magazine that was uh, out a while back that used to have a, a caption. It was like a three or four panel cartoon. I do remember a Manchester United. Graphic novel, really? A hardback comic, yeah. So he was probably in that. Uh, saving the world, I presume. 
what other footballers do. He was doing that. He was bending it. He was bending it. You know, showering and the the, the shagging after the nightclub. (laughs) And and the assault charges and... Yeah. Oh, but Canada would have made a brilliant cartoon character. Eric Cartner, remember his uh, flying kick? Yeah, I do. Eric Cantona. What a man, what a trumpet player. Yeah, he, he almost became the mayor of Paris. Yes. <laughs> what stopped him? I, I don't know. I think he had to pull out before the actual contest. Hey! <laughs> right, guys. I'm going to have to shoot. Yeah, right. that, no. Good one. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm off to uh, I'm off to assimilate to a an astral body and go and uh, go and meet Morrison and Gaiman in a death match. <laughs> right, well, folks. All right, guys. See you later. That was good. Bye bye. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.